Romans 5, 5 says it this way. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So, when you get saved, you know, you have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. In other words, you have love, the capacity to love like Jesus. And that's poured out into your heart. Your spirit man, and when you walk in the spirit, you want to walk in love. You, you have a desire to walk in love and fellowship with God, love and fellowship with other believers. Amen? When you're walking in the spirit, you're going to be a peacemaker. Amen. You're not going to want to, to harbor ill will or bitterness towards people, and you don't want them harboring ill will or bitterness towards you. Amen. You, you know... You know, it, it should bother us if somebody is bothered about us. In other words, the Bible says it this way. Jesus actually says it this way. If, if there's some, if you got a problem, if somebody has a problem with you, it actually puts it this way. If somebody has a problem with you and you come down to the altar and you bring your gift to the altar, uh, Jesus said, don't even bring the gift yet until you get it right with that brother and sister. Then you bring your gift. What, what does that tell me? Well, well, that's telling me if you bring your gift and you got, you got some issues with other people, your gift may not be that blessed. Because God wants to bless us, right? He wants to bless what we give him. And so he wants, he wants the perfect blessing on us and the perfect blessing on what we give him. But if we give God saying, oh, God, basically you're saying you're in fellowship with God and you're out of fellowship, or somebody's out of fellowship with you, you're not really in true fellowship with God. Okay. All right, man. Pastor, I didn't think you were going to go this way today, you know. Amen. Listen, we, you know, you can say, well, I got no problem. Listen, you need to be a peacemaker. You, you, sometimes you need to just apologize, even if it's not your fault. Amen. What, Pastor? That, that'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not lie, Pastor. We know it was that skunk. It was all their fault. It was, it was that woman you gave me, God. It was all her fault. No, Adam had some problems too. That lazy Adam should have been cultivating the garden. should have kicked that snake out of the garden. Adam had some issues. But we want to play the blame game, don't we? We want to blame everybody else. Why is it so hard for us to look at our own problems? Why is it so easy to pick out everybody else's problems? Yeah, that's right. Some people, thank you very much, some people don't, won't even apologize for nothing. You know anybody like that? They just, they're, they're the know-it-alls. They're, they're the ones that never get it wrong. They won't apologize. Have you ever, sometimes, listen, you're going to, Listen, you're going to have to forgive even if they don't ask for forgiveness. Amen. Even if they don't say they're sorry. They owe me an apology. Well, listen, God gave you his grace. He gave you his son. He gave you eternal life. And he's overlooking your weaknesses. Pastor, I don't have any weaknesses. There's your weakness right there. You need to come down to the altar because that's, that's pride. And the middle letter of pride is I, right? It's always how it affects you. People that are angry with other people, it's how it affects you, right? 
And so we need, we need to work on that. Now, 1 Corinthians 13. Now, now I want to talk to you a little bit about the agape love of God. And, uh, you know, you, you have three types of love. You have, uh, you, you know, na you have natural love, which is phileo, which is a friendship kind of, it's a friendship love. And then you have eros, which is a romantic love. Amen. And then you have the highest kind of love, which is agape love. And that's the God kind of love. And so Paul talks about that, and I really think, and, I, and when, you, when you read some of Paul's writings, you knew that, you, you knew that Paul was a, he was a type A personality. He liked to get the job done. And, but you could tell that Paul had some issues with anger issues at times. What, is there anybody? Paul was just a man called by God. He wasn't divine. Amen? And he did have the divine nature in him, but we all have the ability uh, uh, to, to walk in selfishness, to walk in these things that we don't want to walk in. Now, look, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, and let's look at uh, verses 1 through 5 and 7 through 8. It says here, and this is Paul, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And then he says, If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains... But do not have love, I am nothing. Think about that. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Think about that. So what is he saying here? Well, in, in chapter 12 of Corinthians, he was talking about all the gifts of the Spirit. And he was talking about that God gives the gifts. But I'm going to say again, love is downloaded into us. That's a gift. But we have to cultivate it as well in our lives. And here he's saying here that if you have the ability to speak with uh, tongues of angels, but, but you're speaking, but it's not motivated by love, then it's not going to gain anything um, in the blessing field, if I may. In other words, we have to be motivated by love in all our actions. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying? The, the Bible actually says it this way. Faith worketh by love. So that's why we have to always be um, evaluate, uh, evaluating what we're doing and why we're doing it. You have to evaluate, okay, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And, and, and if you're, you know, what, you're, what are you doing? We need to evaluate. In other words, we need to evaluate our motives. You know, some, you know, some of you want to get answered prayer, but, but James says that your prayers won't be answered if you have wrong motives, if, you're, if your motives are wrong. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Your motives have to be, have to be uh, fortified by love. Amen? And so let's look at this. Now, this is the agape uh, kind of love, and it's a great definition, and I want to encourage you to, if you're having problems in walking in love, to, to meditate on the love, I call this the love chapter, and uh, verses 4 through 8, and get the Amplified, and meditate on it, and start speaking it, and start walking, you know, that's how you, how you start to walk out something, you meditate on the Word of God until it becomes a reality in your life, Amen. Don't, don't identify that you're Irish and that's why you get mad that, real easy. Or that you're, 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 you know, you're of a certain persuasion or ethnicity and your ethnicity is the ones that get mad. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, no, no. You have a new bloodline. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And you can overcome anger issues. Amen. You can overcome being short-tempered. You can overcome that. Amen. It, because it's the love of God, the Bible says, constrains us. Have you ever been constrained before? You could have said something, but you held your tongue. The hardest thing to do, especially if somebody's doing something wrong against you, is to hold your tongue. That's one of the hardest things to do, is to keep your tongue, is to hold your tongue. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Sometimes you just got to bite your lip. And that's hard. Is that hard? It can be if you're in the flesh. But if you're in the spirit you can, and you're walking in the spirit, the Holy Spirit can even reveal to you why that person's acting so nasty. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit revealed to you, you, know, you but you didn't walk out of love, you stayed in love? I'm telling you, you're going to get more with honey than vinegar. Yeah, I mean, you can throw a lot of vinegar around. Ah, bless God, I'm going to get my way. But you're going to get more with honey. You're going to draw more with honey than vinegar. Anybody ever heard that before? That, that's out of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence in No, How to Win Friends and Influence. How to Win Friends. How, do, how does it go? Influence people, that's it. Amen. Great book. I want to encourage you to read that book. It's a great book. So let, look at this. Love is patient, and love is kind. So this is a description of love. So, when, so being patient, you can be patient, but you need to be kind while you're waiting. Because you can stew waiting. Have you ever been there? Like, my, why don't they get another teller? Why don't they get another person? To, what's wrong with these people? There's one, one teller and 50 customers. Have you, ever, have you ever been there? Anybody in a hurry when you go to the store? Don't get in a hurry when you go to the store. Because if you're in a hurry when you go to the store, guess what? You're going to be in the longest line. <laughs> it always happens. If you go in the store and you got hours to spend, there's no lines. Why? Because, it, because, you're, because the enemy wants you to be a nasty person. Amen. The enemy wants you acting like him. You don't want to act like the other guy. Are you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. And sometimes we can act like the other guy. Amen. I don't want to act like the other guy. I want to act like Jesus. Yes, and even Jesus at times would say, how long must I be with you? And you know he was walking in love. How long must I be with this unbelieving generation? You know. Hallelujah. Can I say, is that okay, Lord? Can I say that? Okay. <laughs> Love is patient. Love is kind. So love is kind while waiting patiently. Love is not jealous. This is a good one. Sometimes we don't realize that we're jealous of other people. I used to look at ministers that had all this stuff, and I said, I, I was jealous of them, man. And I was like, man, I want what they got. Amen? And we got to be very careful. The Bible says don't compare yourself with other people. Everybody has their own gifts. Everybody has their own, you know, blessings. Amen? So don't compare yourself. You've got to be very careful not to compare yourself with other people. See, the, the devil will try to show you somebody that looks like they're prospering, 
They don't go to church. They're backslidden. <laughs> they, they go boating every Sunday morning. And they're coming out waxing their boat while you're going to church. And the devil always says, see, see, go, serving God doesn't really help that much. Has anybody, did they ever, ever do that to you? I mean, I'm driving to church and I'm seeing people wax their boats. And I'm thinking, God, you know, when, when is my time, you know? Your time's in church. We're getting ready for heaven. Amen. These people may not have nothing. They, they may be even saved, not going to church, not serving God. But, you know, they're, they're going to they're, they're gonna lose somewhere. Amen. And I, I would have to say they're going to lose probably some rewards in heaven. Amen. And eternity is a long time. And I want all the rewards I can get. Amen. And I want all the blessings in heaven. This life is just a vapor. So don't look at this vapor life and focus so much on this vapor life that you're not having as much fun as you think you should. Thank you for those amens and the oh me's and oh my's. God can get, make it fun for you. God can make the most mundane things fun. I, my, my wife bought me a, um, a, a bird feeder. I love birds. I'm, I'm a bird. Any, any bird watchers in here? Okay, we got some bird watchers. I, I just love watching birds, you know. And, you know, Jesus talks about the birds, amen, how God feeds the birds. He'll take care of us, right? And so, and so I love watching birds. And so, so my, my wife has that feeder on there. And so I, ha I had another test of love, another test of love. A squirrel climbed up and started eating the seeds. And I said, I need to buy a BB gun. You know, I had to open the window. Get out, get out. You're eating the seeds. You're eating the seeds. These are for my birds. And a pretty blue bird. Came down and that rascal, that squirrel, scared my bluebird away. One of the prettiest bluebirds. And there was a red robin. It was a beautiful red robin. And he flew away too. And I got this ugly squirrel. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody have a bird feeder? But these squirrel, that squirrel was climbing it up and getting fat, fat, fat on our, on our bird seed. My love walk, I said to Yen, I said, we need to buy a BB gun. We need to get a BB gun. I, I'm serious. Now, I, now I'm not going to hurt them. I, I, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to kill the little thing. All right. I do, you know, I don't want PETA on me. All right. PETA. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to hurt. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But I want to at least scare them a little bit. I thought about a slingshot first, you know, with a marble in it. Just, just kind of bounces off his thick skull. So he would think about it next time. Then I thought about maybe uh, doing some kind of electric. <laughs> All these things started going through my mind. <laughs> anybody? Know? Anybody? So you got to be patient with animals. I mean, my mom, my, 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 my brother and my sister-in-law came down, and their dog didn't like my mom. You know, started barking at my mom. I said, Mom, it just has a devil. We just need to cast it out of that dog. It just has issues. The dog has some issues. He needs to be exercised. Not, not, not exercise, but exercise. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, let me get back to my message before I mess it up. So, so love, amen, uh, love does not brag and is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomely, is, does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take an account of a wrong suffered, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Underline that. Somebody underline that. 
Because some of you are at a point, like, I don't think I can take it anymore. You can take it. It endures all things. I can endure the squirrel coming and eating all that stuff. Amen. I can endure it just for a little while until things change. Amen. Love endures all things and love never fails. Listen, when you're walking in the love of God, you will never fail. In other words, when you're walking in love, you are in the winner's circle. You win every time you walk in love. Every time you walk out of love, you're losing. Amen? And so, and so the key ingredient to this agape love of God is compassion. That is the key ingredient. I started meditating on this. And compassion is a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to, to alleviate the sufferer. In other words, you have such compassion for somebody that's hurting, you want to help them. That's what compassion is. That's what, that's what Jesus walked in, compassion. And, and that's what caused him to walk in miracles because compassion moved him to do miracles. And when we start walking in compassion to other people, we're going to see miracles in our lives. Do you believe that today? Amen. Compassion is that deep sympathy of sorrow for another. Amen? The Apostle Paul shows us how pain, and this is how, do you want to know how to walk in more compassion today? I'm going to give you two keys before we close out on how to walk in compassion. You probably don't want to hear these keys this morning. But two keys to, to walk in compassion. The number one key is that you're going to have to experience some pain. Can I say that again? If you're going to walk in, see people that, see some, unfortunately, you know, people that are wealthy, that have everything in their hands and they, and they can get anything. And it's, a lot of times, I don't want to judge people like that, but a lot of times because they don't, they don't experience a lot of pain, it's hard for them to be compassionate. The less pain you experience, the less compassionate you're going to be. Would you agree with that? Because pain and suffering puts us in a place where we can feel other people's pain and suffering. But if we never deal with any pain and suffering, it's hard, you know, it's like, <laughs> listen, when I didn't really realize and understood, and this was years ago, I didn't understand the pain of losing somebody until I lost my father a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't understand that because I didn't really lose anybody that was really close to me. And so when that person came to me and I found out that they lost their best friend, I just said, hey, just have faith. Walk in love. They're in heaven. I had no idea that that was the wrong thing to say. Because it was coming off kind of cocky and arrogant. But I was like, because I haven't experienced that pain of loss. But once you experience the pain of loss, you can, you, you, that, that compassion, because God will roll in in your life and he will bring in the peace in your life that you thought you could never walk in when you lose somebody. And right here in 2 Corinthians, uh, let's look at this in verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says it this way, May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed. He is compassionate Father and a God of all comfort. 
He is the one who comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort other people who are, who are in every kind of trouble. We offer the same comfort that we ourselves receive from God. So what is Paul saying here? Paul is saying that when we go through a trial, God's going to give us supernatural peace in that trial if we allow him to. He's going he's to he's download some joy in our misery. If and when we, when we go through something and we understand the pain of it, then we can relate to somebody else that's going through that thing and we can be a blessing to them as we relate the goodness of God that brought us through it can bring them through it. And that's one way we learn to walk in compassion when we encounter issues and problems in our lives. Amen? Another way is we got to get a revelation that God is a God of love and he's a God of mercy. If your makeup and your understanding of God is that he's a, judgment, he's a judgment God, he's a critical God, if that's the God you're serving, you're going to be the same way. And so you have to understand that God's not judgmental and he's not critical. He's loving and kind and he's benevolent. Exodus 34, 5 through 6 says it this way. It says here, Then the Lord descended as a cloud and stood there with Moses as he proclaimed uh, the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and in truth and faithfulness. So here in Exodus, this is interesting. God revealed himself to Moses one other time in a, in a really, in a great way. It was in the chapter right before this chapter. And, and Moses said to God, I want to see your glory. I don't know if you remember this, but then God said, you, you can't see my face, but I'm going to pass by you and my goodness will pass by you. But I will put you in the cleft of the rock. And so I put, pretty much God put it. So, so, so Moses couldn't see God's face, but he could see his goodness passing by. And then, then the Lord said, that I, you know, he's, then in, that, in that verse of talking about his goodness, it said God will show compassion who he will show compassion to. And God will show mercy to who he will show mercy to. I'm going to say this to you today. God is trying to show mercy and love to the whole world. And God demonstrated his mercy and love through the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Through that cross, he was demonstrating to the whole world, I, I'm, having, I'm giving you my compassion and I'm giving you my love. Now this right here, that God revealed himself again in a cloud. Think about this. And this was after Moses broke the tablets. See, see Moses went up for 40 days and he, and, he, and he went up to get the Ten Commandments. And he came back, and guess what the people were doing? They were worshiping a golden calf. They were, they were, they were committing idolatry. They were, they were doing all these fleshy things. And what did Moses do? He broke the commandments. He slammed them down and said, you! Ah, he got upset about it. And then he had them burn their calf, and he made them swallow the gold. Think about that. Moses, you think Moses had some, might have had some issues with anger? What do you think? Do you think he might have? And so he comes back up, and, got, and, and he comes back up to the mountain. And, 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 and he, he gets these stones, and, and God's going to rewrite the Ten Commandments back on the stones. And, but before he does that, God appears to, to Moses, 
in a cloud. And he appears to him in front of Moses. And the Lord proclaims himself as the compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love and kindness and truth, God. After the people messed up so bad. Even after Moses broke the Ten Commandments. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And God says, we're going to do it again. We're going to write the Ten Commandments again. But I want to reveal to you, I am a compassionate God. I am a loving God. I, I, I show grace to people. Think about that. He's a gracious, loving, merciful God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to get a revelation of that. And we need to be loving and merciful as well. You know, you know and this is the way we're going to do this, is to be loving kindness. The second point is that we got to think about God's goodness to us. we got to think about, man, we're not getting what we deserve. Because if we got what we deserved, we would get hell. But we're not getting what we deserve. We're getting grace. We're getting God's blessings. We're getting the blessings of Abraham through the blood of Jesus. We need to start thinking about that. We need to start thinking about that when people are getting on our nerves and people are doing the wrong things and people are cursing and people are doing things around us that, you know, it, it vexes us. But, but you know what? We need to pray for these people because if it wasn't for Jesus, we would be just like them. And we need to pray and we need to have compassion on the unlovely. We need to have compassion on people. And it's the compassion. I'm telling you, it's compassion. When Jesus, when he was ministering, he was with his, his crew, he was with his disciples. And they took that lady and they threw that lady in front of Jesus. And they said, we caught her in the act of adultery. And the law says, stone her. What do you say, Jesus? And Jesus, you know, he's that man, mercy and love. Mercy, he bends down, he writes down <laughs> on, the, on the ground. What he did was he, he waited on the Lord to give him an answer. Amen. He didn't move out and just speak. He just waited on the Lord. And then he got up and he says, and they said, the, the law says stone her. What do you say, Jesus? Because Jesus was talking about loving your enemies. He's talking about walking in love, you know, and and and. and, and and so, so what happened was that, that Jesus said, you know what Jesus said, he who has, uh, he has not sinned, you know, cast the first stone. He who has no sin cast the first stone. Jesus used the law against them. In other words, if one person took that stone and stoned her, he would be stoned too because he would be calling himself perfect. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? None of us are perfect. None of us are flawless. None of us are, are perfect like Jesus. Jesus had the right to stone this lady. And Jesus picks her up and says, I neither condemn you, go sin no more. That's the compassion of our God. That's the love of our God. That's the mercy of our God. When we're out there doing the wrong things and we find ourselves in a pig pen and we find ourselves in a bad situation and we come to ourselves, when we go, like Jesus talks about the Father, the Father did not condemn the Son. The Father ran to the Son, embraced the Son, put a robe of righteousness on Him, put shoes on His feet, gave Him a ring of authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? One step towards God is God making two steps back towards you. 
His mercy is for each one of us. And we need to be merciful people like God. We need to understand what God has done for us and never forget that where we came from. We should never forget. And when you get a revelation of that, you're going to walk in the compassion. You're going to walk in the mercy. You're going to walk in the love of God. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Virginia Beach SDA Church located at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.